to Popcorn for Dinner. This is Jeff. And Kelly. Creature Feature Month comes to a close this week with, uh, I feel, a good bookend to how we started <laughs> Creature Feature Month. Yeah. With just a bona fide American classic. <laughs> uh, in the loosest sense of the word. Yeah. In the, like obnoxious oh god creature. Yes. just just uh total b-movie nonsense yes but it, it the, this one is definitely up there with anaconda in terms of its like notoriety mm-hmm. and uh and it's just like a cult status of like i understand <laughs> you understand now i so uh, <laughs> understand now i didn't get it before but i totally understand now and i have some things to say yes <laughs> So let us uh, let us start uh, the the discussion of the movie that ends Creature Feature Month here on Popcorn for Dinner is the 1999 American science fiction horror film Deep Blue Sea. Oh <laughs> yes, this one, much like Anaconda, was absolutely a like. Watched it a bunch as like mm-hmm. a 12, 13, 14 year old kid and was just like, holy fucking shit, this is amazing, this is so goofy, this is so crazy. Uh, you know, like mm-hmm. just the stuff that happens, mm-hmm. the things that you see coming, the things you don't see coming, mm-hmm. the, th- <laughs> the, the like, oh man, it is uh, it is a wacky, wacky movie. Uh, and the the simple way to put it, as they do on IMDb, searching for a cure to Alzheimer's disease A group of scientists on an isolated research facility become the prey as a trio of intelligent sharks fight back. Yes. Yep. Uh, And and the thing is, though, is that you hear fight back. Mm Mm-hmm. And you imagine that it's like that it's just cuffs. Well, (laughs) I mean, yes, a little bit. Uh, But more so the, the like that the sharks like whole deal is that they're like fuck you mm-hmm. and we're going to eat you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not the case. No. Like they say intelligent sharks and you think like, okay, they like remember who the people are and stuff like that kind of intelligence. And it's like, no, we're talking about like Machiavellian, like <laughs> plan mastermind sharks. Yeah. Like I have several notes. Cause you know, while I did see this movie a bunch of times, this is obviously the first time I've ever sitting down and watching it with like a, real critical eye and like following exactly what is going on and Mm -hmm. you know how the story is going and what we are supposed to understand about things and you have to imagine based on all the information they give us throughout the movie that these sharks had this plan from the very beginning yeah like that this that there was never a point in this movie where it was like oh the humans did something dumb Mm -hmm. and the sharks took advantage and then started doing stuff it's like no apparently Mm -hmm. the whole thing is a plan yeah to escape this facility and get out into as thomas jane puts it in the title drop uh line the deep blue sea (laughs) Oh, Thomas Jane, another helping of Thomas Jane. Like we should jump into the cast of this movie. Yeah, because it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's uh, it's oh, my goodness. It's so great. Uh, Mm -hmm. So for starters, obviously, Thomas Jane again, 
Love this dude. That's three movies so far we've had of him. He was in Dreamcatcher. He was in Grizzly Maze. He's in this. I, I keep forgetting that he was in Dreamcatcher. Right? Oh, my I God. Just, I somehow keep like trying to like erase that movie from my mind. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> um, he plays Carter, who is like the shark wrangler mm-hmm. of this secret testing facility where they're doing all these experiments on these sharks. Mm-hmm. Um, the, he does several things throughout the movie where I'm just like, wait a minute. They just cut over a huge important thing. Yeah. Namely that one scene where he gets chased by the shark that he's supposed to be like capturing for them to do the test on. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, he does the little uh, diversion thing where he apparently leaves his gear just sitting there and the shark attacks it. Mm -hmm. And then he pops up from like somewhere else and shoots it with a tranquilizer dart. Yeah. But then it just cuts to that giant shark on the fucking like lifting thing to take it up into the laboratory. Yeah. And I'm like, he just tranquilized it out in the open ocean. Yeah. Like how did he, one single man drag this unconscious shark all the way back to Aquatica? <laughs> Cause it was all the way to the barrier fence. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it was so far away. It was just like, how did he get it back? And it's just like, he just did. Cause he's great at this. Yep. Shark Wrangler Carter. Yeah. <laughs> like, Can uh, hold his breath forever. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. This movie, I only counted two because I then started to get more into the rest of the movie and I kind of forgot to look for him. But I remembered from watching this movie as a kid that Carter slides everywhere. This whole movie is him <laughs> sliding all over the place. And it starts like right away he, when, the, when the glass caves in and everyone's running for the door. He like slides and whatever. And then there's that one part where the pressure is shooting the bolts out of the door. So they have to run past. <laughs> and he slides, slides through it. And, and he does it throughout the whole fucking movie. Yep. It's so funny to me. Uh, but he's such the like action star hero Carter guy. Oh, I love it so much. He's great. Uh, and you have Saffron Burroughs playing Susan, the uh, the main like doctor who is heading up this Alzheimer's research and whatnot. Mm-hmm. The sort of villain of the piece. Or she uh, she is not sort of the villain. She <laughs> is the villain. I hate her. Oh, that's so perfect because there's something in here. To, to tell you about. I had read about this previously, but knowing it now and hearing the reaction, it's so funny because her character is the one who is like in charge of this whole thing. And she is so dead set. It's assumed based on that speech she gives that someone in her family mm-hmm. like, you know, suffered or suffers or whatever from Alzheimer's. No, so she, she has a real person. Did she, she mention? A- she said her dad. It was her dad. Okay. And sorry. I totally blanked on that. Yeah. Cause she specifically <laughs> said that, you know, Oh, right. Telling, telling him that her mom died mm-hmm. over and over and him, you know, having to react to it every time. That's right. That's right. So she does. She has a super personal <laughs> yeah. reaction to this whole Alzheimer's research thing. So she is all in on this. Yeah. Very, noble pursuit they, they give a little bit of reasoning uh you know in some of their like scientific mumbo jumbo to get the <laughs> plot going mm-hmm. about how like sharks like don't show signs of aging in their like nervous system or brains or whatever mm-hmm. like as they get older there's like no degeneration or something mm-hmm. so it's like we need to use that shit whatever it is <laughs> in the brains the shark brain shit yeah. To put it into the brains of people with Alzheimer's to try and like jumpstart the neurons in their brain and get them working again. 
Right. So like that, that's their whole thing. And I get, you know, that that explanation is why it needs to be sharks. I mean, if I take it at its word, which I don't know how much I I should. I don't know any better about sharks. (laughs) Yeah. So I can't between that between me and the movie. Neither of us really knows anything about sharks. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, so like, okay, fine. I get that. It's the thing that they do secretly that causes the real problems because like mm-hmm. you could you could honestly see an easy way to do that like the way that they kind of uh sedate the shark mm-hmm. and bring it up and do the little sort of surgery on it and stuff like that all feels on the level like things that you can absolutely do safely yeah you know like yeah i'm sure they do shit like that all the time with mm-hmm. animals and things like okay whatever like ethics wise like that animal is consenting to this like the, that aside yeah like the safety of it and the the ability for it to go so haywire that a bunch of people die yeah. seems really low yeah if you're just doing it to a normal shark yeah. But of course, they <laughs> do the classic monster movie mistake of giving your monster an advantage yourself. The like Frankensteining it mm-hmm. to be more than it is. Right. Uh, which is to say that they give them bigger brains. Mm-hmm. Assumedly, and I'm sure they mentioned this as well, but like assumedly to harvest just more of this shit. Right. Like they're just, they they're, just want a lot of it right away. Yeah, they needed a larger brain so that it would produce more of the protein so that they could extract enough to have a decent sample. Right. Okay. So like, it's like at, th- at that point, you're just wondering, like, why go through the, uh, the they say that they violated the like Harvard pact or something mm-hmm. in doing this. Like they're they're doing something wrong. Yeah. Making these sharks brains bigger. And you just have to ask the question of why not just get more sharks? Mm-hmm. Why not just harvest for more sharks to get all the th- stuff you want instead of like breaking science law? Mm-hmm. To do this where there's no other reason to like if there was no other options, if it was like if we don't do this to the brain, it won't ever give us what we need. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's just like we just needed more. So we were like, let's just give the sharks giant brains. Yeah. How could that backfire? Yeah. She endangers everybody's lives. Without their knowledge. Yeah. Without their knowledge Bitch. Uh, to to do this sort of thing. And I like obviously it makes for a decent villain i'm just it's like another one of those like monster movie uh like cliches of like you know the scientist who risks mm-hmm. everyone for the mm-hmm. the cause and they believe they're for doing the good. good yeah exactly that kind of mm-hmm. stuff it's like that's no yeah, that, that, that that makes it a frustrating watch um what's funny though is that this character susan was not the villain She's, so to speak. She's not. Well, well, it's just she, she, she originally survives the end of the movie. Spoiler alert, she does not. She originally jumps in the water, distracts the shark, gets out of the water, and the you know, and the movie ends and all and the three of them survive instead of just two of them. Uh-huh. Uh test audiences were furious. Yeah. Because they were like She's the villain. She needs to die. Yeah. And they were like, oh, shit. I guess she is the villain. Like, it's so funny that they went through the whole thing and not realizing yeah, how like, poorly. the villain. Yeah, right? But, like, how poorly they were painting this woman, mm-hmm. like, as a person <laughs> throughout the movie. Right. And, and then being like, oh, fuck, we got to fix that real quick. So instead, it's like, okay, so she does a decent thing. Mm-hmm. 
to save the other person, yeah. but she dies in the process. So it's like, it's kind of like a wash. Like you're not yeah. sad that she's dead, but you're also a little bit like, well, I mean, I guess good job. Like you don't yeah. necessarily hate her anymore because it's like, well, she can't do anything else. Yeah. <laughs> and she did s- sacrifice herself. So I guess we're back to just you're zero. Fine. Yeah. You're fine. You're whatever. Uh, I just thought that was hysterical that they had no idea what yeah. they had done and it had to be told by the test audience. It's like, <laughs> you do realize that you, you've crafted a villain out of this character, right? Like, oh my God, we did. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> Didn't notice. Um, LL Cool J as Preacher, the uh, the chef of Aquatica, mm-hmm. who basically hangs out for like 90% of the movie by himself. With and the then bird. yeah, and then only kind of s- sort of hooks up with the rest of the crew more towards the end of the movie, mm-hmm. which I, I thought was kind of funny. He, he was he was wonderful. It was you know two years I believe after or no just one year after he was uh, what was his name Ronnie in uh, Halloween H two O where mm-hmm. he played the security guard or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like it was in this little run of his yeah <laughs> where he's like a, a little sort of supporting. Maybe that's uh, why I loved him so much. Yeah, I mean it's it's like that that <laughs> wonderful like supporting sort of a uh, comic relief role like he gets a few like lines that are clearly supposed to be funny but he's also not like like a rob schneider comic mm-hmm. relief kind of character who's like oh geez yeah. goofy stuff like <laughs> he's just a dude who sometimes says some kind of ridiculous stuff <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like and and just is ridiculous in general like the fact that he is ne- apparently never named his bird he just calls out to it as bird yeah. the entire time. Like, I, okay. I love that. <laughs> that was one thing that I like specifically wrote in my notes was why does he just call him bird? I love it. <laughs> it is pretty hysterical. I do like that a lot. Um, but yeah, he's pretty wonderful throughout the movie. And he also contributes a song to the end of the movie that I don't know if you've sat around and, and listened to it all. But that song at the end is his. Uh, very classic <laughs> tune there. Uh, deepest bluest. Uh, Jacqueline McKenzie plays Janice or Jan, mm-hmm. uh, who survives a decent length into the movie mm-hmm. for someone who kind of never does anything. Yeah, you know, like she sits around and is sad because Stellan Skarsgård, who is uh, Doctor Jim Whitlock, who she calls straight up right at the top of the movie. Dr. Jim Whitlock is the most brilliant man ever. And I was like, man, they were just getting this like uh, this expository dialogue out of the way like that. Like, mm-hmm. just know who that he Carter fights sharks. Uh, Whitlock is smart. Uh, Scoggins is Michael Rappaport. Uh, <laughs> that was a wonderful one. That, yes. Loved Michael Rappaport. Yes. Like he is sort of a weirdo in real life. Uh, you know, he, have you ever seen any of his like sitting in his car talking to his camera phone Mm-mm. videos? He's always ranting about shit, but I, like typically in like a a, a decent way, mm-hmm. where it's like, what the fuck do you fucking care if somebody wants to be gay or something like that, like that kind of <laughs> shit? But he just does it all the time, and he's really intense about it. So he, I can understand people being like put off by him a yeah. little bit. Uh, but this was in that era right around the time when he was on Friends mm-hmm. playing the cop and stuff like that, where, like, he just had that good side character. Like, he's he also is sort of comic relief. Mm-hmm. He gets a more classic comic relief character where he gets some, like, kind of silly one-liners that don't make any sense. <laughs> like, when they bring the fucking shark in to do the test. And he's like, anybody ordered a fish? And I was like, dude, how many times have you guys done this? 
do you do that joke every time? Yeah. Like, or is this the time you pull the joke out and then something terrible happens and you feel like it's your fault? Like you fucked with the with the, with the thing. Like, oh shit, I shouldn't have made the joke. Because then the shark ate his arm and I feel horrible about it. But he was wonderful, uh, Scoggins. Skarsgård, unfortunately, his role is pretty short as Whitlock. He he doesn't mm-hmm. have too much to do. Uh, but I, I always really like that guy. Yeah. So it was fun to see him as well. Uh, Alda Turturro played Brenda, the girl up in the... Uh, the like booth or whatever who's mm-hmm. watching out for stuff. She plays, she's the woman in jail in Brooklyn Nine Nine when Amy goes okay. in. Yeah, I forget I, the character name now for the life of me, but that's that lady. Yeah. And I, she as soon, familiar. Yeah, as soon as I saw her, I was like, oh my god, it's her. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the like crown jewel of the cast, Samuel <laughs> L. Jackson, yes, as Russell Franklin, Ugh. who is like the owner of the company that this test is being funded by, mm-hmm. and he has come to Aquatica to see what's up because one of their sharks. The opening of the movie is a shark attack mm-hmm. by one of the sharks, one of the lesser sharks. Yeah, because there's like two okay sharks. And one, like, awesome motherfucker shark. Yeah, there's the Gen 1s and the Gen 2. Yeah, so one of those Gen 1s, like, escaped and attacks these idiots on this night boat at the beginning of the movie. Mm -hmm. There's that hysterical moment of, like, do you even understand what you're making here, movie, Mm -hmm. when their wine bottle tips over into the water? And you're just like, wine is not blood. Yep. What are you doing, movie? Do you think the shark sees it? Mm-hmm. Like, is that what you think sharks do? They, like, look and they're like, that looks like blood. Let's go get it. Like, it's not That's... about what it looks like, you jackasses. Yeah. What are you doing here? Mm. Uh, and then the shark just bursts through the middle of their fucking boat. Yeah. Uh, it does not <laughs> eat anybody, which I thought was, I, I was surprised. Yeah. Because I thought it did. I Like, I thought that was why there was so much hassle about it. I mean, obviously, a shark attack. Is yeah. not if it's your shark, <laughs> yeah. you're in trouble if it attacks somebody's boat. But I thought it ate somebody, but it does not. <laughs> uh, it gets harpooned and kept at bay by Carter, uh, who is there to recapture it and take it back to Aquatica. And that is what the whole like problem that brings these people to this facility. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, your fucking shark escaped, and you're not doing enough. Like you don't have enough results. Yeah. And also, your shark got out. This whole thing sucks. We're gonna cut funding. Mm-hmm. Like that—that's the the gist of what that, yeah. that like meeting at the beginning that she has with the uh, with Sam L and the other guy or whatever. And <clears throat> he hysterically has this background of like one time in the mountains, I got trapped with all these people, mm-hmm. and I have this amazing survival story. Like I am a survivor guy who mm-hmm. does that sort of thing. <laughs> so bringing him along to this thing where clearly things are going to go awry. Right. You're like, all right, man, eventually at some point, like he's going to be the audience surrogate for the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. so that all the characters can explain to him what's happening at this facility. He funds, you think he'd know a little bit about it, right? The fact that they have to explain to him where they got it. Mm-hmm. You know, they were like the U S military scuttled this whole thing. So we took it and we, reconfigured it into a lab with three levels there's a wet dock there's a this thing there's a it's like how does he not know any of this he really doesn't know where the things he's funding came from. like it's so silly like yeah come on uh but like that's what he's gonna be throughout the beginning of the movie and you can show off all the characters show off all the places that the movie's gonna be in you know here's the lab here's the this here's the that mm-hmm. and then once shit starts going sideways 
he'll be a sort of heroic figure in the group because of the fact that like he's a survivor guy right so that i honestly always have thought was a really great character type where it it sort of plays against what you'd think of the like ceo character Mm -hmm. who would be the like squirrely wimpy guy who's like oh (laughs) save me from the sharks but this dude's like no i got this you all are being a bunch of pussies let's fucking do this shit (laughs) so i've always really dug that uh and then obviously things happen we'll talk about it Mm-hmm. Essentially, the, the the real important part is when they're going to do their test. Like what really kicks so many things off mm-hmm. is them uh, is that scene where Carter captures that shark and somehow puts it on that platform. Yeah. And they bring it up in and they do the extraction of the protein from the shark brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has already shown a little like jump to be like, oh, is it really fully unconscious or whatever? And Tom Jane just says like, mm, must be bad dreams or something like that's not comforting. Yeah. It's a shark motherfucker. <laughs> like I like I immediately I was like, I don't care put another trank in it <laughs> yeah immediately like what could it do would it, yeah. would it really do like would it destroy the protein and you couldn't extract it like who gives a shit just yeah. make sure this shark cannot eat anybody mm-hmm. please but they go ahead with it anyway they extract the protein they put it onto the brain sample that's sitting right there mm-hmm. which i thought was funny like you'd think that it would be a case of like you get it out you you put it in something you keep it you start the next part of the experiment at another set time when you have all of that stuff put mm-hmm. together but it was like no this goes straight from shark brain to petri dish yep has to apparently apparently <laughs> and they put it in and the neurons start firing and everyone's like holy shit and i was writing into my notes i was like oh so they do cure alzheimer's essentially yeah uh it's just that nobody ever gets to know mm-hmm. because <laughs> because of what happens next yep which I, I've always thought was really funny, and I don't know if there's any, like, uh, subtle messaging going on to it, but there's the moment when they're about to do the surgery that uh, Stellan Skarsgård pulls out a cigarette and is about to light it, and Jan, like, looks over at him from across the room and gives him this, like, what are you doing kind of face, because mm-hmm. they're they're together, yeah. sort of, or whatever, and then he's like, mm, I don't know, and then he doesn't do anything. And then once they pull it out and they put it in the Petri dish and the neurons start firing and everyone's like, oh, shit, we did it, we did it, we did it. He's like, all right, fuck it. And he lights up a cigarette. Mm-hmm. And then he gets real close to the shark. Yep. And the shark wakes up and bites off the hand and arm that the cigarette was in. Yeah. And I always wondered if that was like, was him doing that? The edge that like... Did, did the smoke or something yeah. like knock the shark out of its slumber and it woke up and attacked him or something like specifically hate cigarettes yeah smoke. like like was that the deal or was that completely just coincidental it just so happened to be i don't even know but it always uh, seemed y- funny to me yeah. that the shark like went for that arm specifically i don't know uh but so the shark takes his whole fucking arm off and he's bleeding everywhere and everyone's freaking out and they they need to medevac him out of there. Mm-hmm. There's a helicopter that comes, but it's a crazy stormy night. Oh, wait, real quick. Oh. Before we get there, Carter, the only one with sense, goes to get the gun to kill the shark. And fucking demon doctor <laughs> just releases it back. Okay, okay, hold on. I, I had a similar thought <clears throat> in the moment. Because of the fact that, like, yeah, okay, it took his arm off. <laughs> like, it did, in fact, eat his arm. Um, the thing is, is that it's like, it is a shark. 
and you are like holding it in a weird artificial thing yeah. and you're you're shooting it with tranquilizer darts and you're doing all this stuff and i know that we've already seen some shark weirdness like the moment when carter aims the gun at them and they swim backwards away from him mm-hmm. and everyone's like sharks don't fucking swim backwards and then they someone's can't like yeah i know swim backwards <laughs> but then and then <laughs> someone is just like we don't have time to think about that and it's like you need to focus on that mm-hmm. this is not the time to put that on the back burner something is wrong with your sharks yeah but since everyone is ignoring that, I understand the idea of being like, get this shark out of here. Not necessarily just walk up to it and blast its brains out in the middle of the lab. I There's mean... something a little weird about that to me, where it's just like, it bit an arm. Because it's a shark, it's basically just a mouth. You know I what mean, I mean? Like, okay. that's its entire thing. <laughs> it, it couldn't, like, punch him or scratch at him or whatever. Like, if it's going to do anything, it's going to bite. And it, yes, it's terrible for him. Right. But blowing the shark's oversized brains out. <laughs> I, I guess like, it was at that point, obviously, like this was the first time I had seen this movie. Uh-huh. So I didn't know exactly what happens for the rest of the movie. Right. But I knew that these sharks were bad. And so I was like, Carter's the only one with sense. Just kill this fucking shark while you still have it somewhat tied down. Yeah. Like, I mean, yes, obviously, totally. But- <laughs> Carter Carter has complete monster movie sense. Yes. Which somebody usually does. And then there's someone who's like, hold on, wait a minute. That's kind of <laughs> no, crazy. Eject. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it like, was right there. <laughs> yeah. Like, if anybody could have truly known then yeah, obviously you'd want to blow that shark's head off. Mm-hmm. But in that moment, it does seem like a a, a like a super overreaction <laughs> by yeah. by Carter, where it's like you could easily hit a button and release it into its pen, and then go about tracking it and hunting it and killing it if that's what you decide you need to do. Yeah. Or you could just reach over and be like. Thank goodness. Like, what? It already ate his arm. There's nothing more. It's gonna, nobody else is gonna get the arm back. Yeah, it's like you're not getting it back out of its mouth, and nobody else is gonna like just waltz over near that shark now (laughs) because, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, let's get him out of here. I don't know. I understand, obviously, but there was a silly moment of like, Jesus, dude, it's an animal. (laughs) Chill out for a moment. Um, But they send the doctor onto the medevac uh, (laughs) helicopter. And it's a crazy storm. And of course, because there's a hurricane coming. Because yes, of course there is. There always is. And also it's a skeleton crew because everybody goes home on the weekends mm-hmm. except for this little crew of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, I mean, okay, whatever. That kind of makes sense in yeah. terms of, you know, you don't want people going crazy mm-hmm. living out there their entire life. Yeah. <laughs> Being able to go home for a bit totally makes sense. Uh, what doesn't make sense, and it's one of those like, of course, it's because of the deadline is like doing all of this shit with no backup, no anybody else in yeah. the facility to help you mm-hmm. or anything like doing such a huge part of your research with minimal people there seems like why? Yeah. And it's like, well, it's because they gave her 48 hours to show us some results. Mm-hmm. Like, who does that? Also, what kind of results do you expect them to do in 48 hours? Yeah. Like, that's... it's science. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> it's not like, oh, geez, we just need to do the science faster and then we'll get it done and we'll get it to you. Like what? That's not, it's like, it just happens someday. You get the right stuff together and it, oh, and it works. And then you test it and then you test it more and then you test it more. Like there's no, like, oh, we got a big science over the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> we got a science real hard this weekend. Cause we got a, we got a crunch time. Like that's so silly to me. 
but obviously that's why. Yeah. Uh, so the chopper is there. The storm is barreling down on it. And the, <laughs> the like, winch, right? Isn't it the, mm-hmm. the winch to the thing that's holding Jim up in the air? Because they don't pull him all the way up into the helicopter. He is dangling. Yeah. And, like, are they in the process of pulling him up into the helicopter when it happens? Or were they about to fly away? No, they were, like, the, the pilot is just trying to keep it steady. Okay. Uh, that, that's what I was wondering. As I was possible like, in the storm. Yeah. And then the winch gives out as they're hoisting okay. him. Yeah, because I was, I was thinking, I was like, are you really going to fly through a storm with this dude dangling under your helicopter? Yeah. Like, pull him all the way up. <laughs> what are you doing? But, yeah, so the winch, like, busts. And he falls down and goes into the water. Mm-hmm. Like the shark water. Nightmare. Yeah. Like you're strapped mm-hmm. to a fucking medical bed. Your arm just got eaten by a shark. Mm-hmm. And you're literally being pulled up to safety. Yes. But and it drops you backwards into the ocean. At least he had a scuba mask on. <sighs> I don't know if enough. that makes it worse. <laughs> no. I mean, he didn't really have a scuba mask on. He had like an oxygen mask on. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, it gives you oxygen, but it's not airtight. You know what I mean? Like it would just be like strapped onto his face. It I wouldn't be like a full it on like was. Well, it doesn't matter because he doesn't live much longer anyway. The oxygen tank doesn't really uh, come into play all that much. Yeah, because he goes into the water and he sinks down out of our view, and then the winch gets pulled tight, mm-hmm. and it's clear what's happening. The shark is pulling on him and dragging the helicopter towards the tower to run into it, kill the helicopter pilots, Mm -hmm. kill Brenda in the tower. Mm -hmm. And this helicopter that must be completely made of C4 blows up like the entire top portion of this entire facility. Yep. Like it goes on. There are like explosions and then further explosions and like they're not explained. Yeah. You can maybe assume that's like, well, there's like medical supplies. Maybe there's like tanks of oxygen or so and like nitrogen or some kind of crazy shit in there that's blown up now. Yeah. Because they didn't expect the helicopter to run into it. But still, the helicopter itself would never have exploded as much <laughs> as this one does. Mm, no. Um, that was the moment since I knew where this whole thing was going. I was like. How could the sharks like the the attempt to airlift Jim out of there with the helicopter Mm -hmm. and using the helicopter to explode the top portion of this place and then their next move of using Jim, literally using him in his bed underwater, Mm -hmm. swimming super fast with him in his mouth and then basically throwing him at the window Mm -hmm. to break it and flood it. Like, there's no possible way that they could have planned for this. You know what I mean? Like, if if, if it truly is their plan the entire time, then that means that these sharks were like, there's a storm, which means they'll need a medevac helicopter to get him out of here, which means we need to injure somebody Mm -hmm. to get that helicopter here. Then the winch needs to break. You know what I mean? Like, what was their plan going to be if he didn't fall into the water and they use him and the helicopter to blow up the top of it and escape? I mean, maybe they had a different plan and then they were just opportunistic. I guess it's just like the, the like the whole thing. Tom Jane constantly is talking about like we don't know what they're what they were thinking. You know, we don't know what their plan is yet because they're smarter than what does an eight thousand pound Mako shark think about? Like, mm-hmm. oh, he thinks about escaping and all that. Yeah. So it's like, 
the way the movie presents it is that we're supposed to believe that these sharks have planned this entire escape out. Yeah. Especially at the end when they he like uh, he specifically says he's like they've been using us mm-hmm. to flood the facility to sink it so that the fences go down and they can get through the normal aluminum fences mm-hmm. instead of the titanium fences that are underwater. I have a question. How did that first shark escape that started this whole mess and why aren't the sharks using whatever trick that shark used to get out to get out again? I thought he jumped it. I mean, and he very they, well could have. But and then like, they raised, maybe they were just testing, <laughs> run, doing a test run. Of what? Uh, the shark itself doing just Oh, a, the sh- <laughs> okay. I thought you were talking about the people. Okay, no, you mean no, no, the no. sharks were running a test. Yeah, yeah. Okay. To, to see if it would work, and then he would come back and report, but he got captured. He got, he got distracted by eating some swimmer. Yeah. It was the wine. He was thirsty. <laughs> yeah, he got drunk. He didn't know what he was doing. Exactly. He's like, sorry, guys. I know I was supposed to come back for you, but... <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, either way, these sharks are crazy fucking smart. Yeah. Um... I mean, it just it boggles the mind, though. Like, it, it, him biting off Jim's arm is a part of it, right? Like, that's that's a I move, mean, right? That's not just the shark being like, I just did this. Like, th- there was a purpose to that. Maybe. Because, like, uh, just thinking about it, like, okay, you imagine that the shark's, like, real plan because of, of talking about, like, flooding the facility and everything mm-hmm. is that... They are going to break the glass in that lab mm-hmm. to flood it and therefore begin the flooding of the rest of the facility, chasing the humans further into it to flood it more and sink it and get out of the thing. Right. Like that's that's yeah. the plan. And that is assumedly what they were going to do is break that glass. Mm-hmm. So apparently they needed something to break that glass with. Like, I mean, you'd really think about it and think if the shark can swim super fast and then just stop swimming and the thing it was carrying is going fast enough to break glass that the shark could just break the glass. Yeah. But unless apparently that's not what... <laughs> unless they're concerned about their dome. Yeah, their um, own. Like They're like, if we hit ourselves in the head, we won't be as smart and we lose our advantage. Yeah. We can't do that. <laughs> Until it comes to the steel doors. Yeah, or the oven that it apparently can't get through. Mm-hmm. Like, it's super silly what these sharks can and cannot destroy. Yeah. Uh, so the plan winds up getting muddied, in my opinion, where it's like... Okay, so if if the sharks needed something to break the glass with, they decided mm-hmm. that they were going to bite off somebody's arm. It happened to be Jim, but it, pre- it probably could have been anybody. Yeah. Bite off an arm to get the medevac helicopter there to somehow, like, find a way. Like, if it didn't drop into the water, would they have, like, leapt at it <laughs> to Maybe. grab it and pull it down or something? They just got super lucky. That it fell in and they didn't have to bother with that. Yeah, I guess. Uh, <laughs> like I said, <laughs> they did, were opportunistic. Or, or you have to imagine how deep this whole shark plan goes. And did they do like research and to find out like, you know, the helicopter that they use in this area has a really faulty winch. So <laughs> it's possible that it would fall in, giving us something to break the glass with. Like, <laughs> you know, you don't know how smart they are. There's no yeah. way to know. Uh, but that is, in fact, what they do. They steal Jim <laughs> off of the helicopter, throw him into the window. Everyone is like, holy shit. The glass breaks. Carter slides around. The, the They somehow fight against the force of the ocean, mm-hmm. closing that door. That yeah. just seems like a physical impossibility. I agreed. I don't care if there's like six people there. Yeah. That doesn't seem like something you could actually do. 
Like, yeah. like, like legitimately physically, I feel like it's not possible. Yeah. Uh, but apparently it is. And they close the door against the ocean and <laughs> continue. It's not the first time. Yeah. And they continue their adventure throughout Aquatica uh, trying to escape. I, like I said earlier, I love that LL just wanders around Aquatica drunk mm-hmm. for a lot of the movie. He's just drinking and talking to his bird and wandering around and asking where people are. Uh, there's also something hysterical to me. I wrote like I just love the goofiness of running around scared of sharks in the like dry hallways. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like people are like running around and they're doing like spooky music and like, oh, what's going on? And it's like it's a there's no water in here. Yeah. It can't possibly be anything that we're scared of. Yeah. Uh, until like the water comes down the stairwell and floods it. And you're like, oh, there we go. Yeah. Now the sharks have access. <laughs> there we go. Uh, and I love that there was just like from that explosion, there was just a hole in the side of the building mm-hmm. perfectly big enough for the shark to go through mm-hmm. to chase after LL. Yep. Uh, that was absolutely hysterical. I don't remember that shot at all. That just like <laughs> follows the shark like, oh, look at this. And yeah. it just goes right in like, well, that was easy. Yeah. <laughs> this was the moment when they finally, uh, when Susan finally explains to everybody that what they did and made the shark's brains bigger and made them smarter and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jan had the greatest line where she just went like, you stupid bitch. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Like, I know that's the grief really talking yeah. right now because of Jim being dead and everything. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's really probably on everybody's mind right now. You're just the only one saying it. Like, really, <laughs> really, really? Mm-hmm. You made shark smart. Great. Thanks a lot. You were an idiot. You really uh, are. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, LL uh, goes up against that shark in the kitchen. Uh, he's searching mm-hmm. for his bird. The bird gets eaten yep. by the shark, which I had forgotten about. I was like, does the shark almost eat the bird? And then it just eats it. And I'm like, oh, nope. Yep. There it is. Yep. Uh, and it traps LL in the oven uh-huh. uh, that it somehow can't break until yeah. much later. Which is just like, how is that oven that strong? Yeah. There's just no possible way. That's like a I mean, 4,000 pound shark or something. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, but LL, uh, the shark turns the oven on at one point, and mm-hmm. LL's like, oh, God, the irony of chef cooked in his own oven by a shark. Like, which I loved. Uh, uses that tiny little hatchet to cut his way out into yeah. the upper section of the oven. Was that also part of the oven that he was cutting into? Mm-hmm. He cuts his way out. Mm-hmm. He leaps over the shark uh, and turns back. Flicks his Zippo lighter and wings it towards the shark and the oven where the gas is apparently leaking. I mean, it's not out of the question for him to have cut the gas line as he was hatcheting through. Okay, yeah, I guess so. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, okay, but so where gas is coming out apparently, Mm -hmm. and the Zippo lighter and the gas ignite in a giant fireball that murders the shark and just sort of sends LL kind of flying away and does not murder him. He was diving away and then dove underwater. (laughs) Yeah, so I guess so. But uh, that's the first shark down. That's our first villain shark Mm -hmm. taken out. And it kind of goes out like a bitch. Like, it doesn't eat anybody. Yep. And uh, it needs a bird. Mm -hmm. That's its body count. It gets a bird. And then LL takes it out all by himself. Maybe an arm, because we don't know which shark ate the arm. Oh, yeah. I guess that's true. But either way. Yeah. 
Either way, he doesn't get a full person. No. What a suck of a shark. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) We can give him the arm. Yeah, fine. I guess you get it. Whatever. Uh, Blame blame it on brain damage from having the protein removed. (laughs) Yeah, he's the dumb one. (laughs) Uh, And then, but before he throws it, LL does get his uh, wonderful little one-liner of "You ate my bird." (laughs) (laughs) Throws it. So the crew, uh, their plan is to go into the the like emergency sub. And use that to get to the surface and escape. Seems like a pretty decent plan. Mm-hmm. They get to the sub. It's been destroyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they talk about how, like, oh, did the explosion do that? And they're like, no way. So you're supposed to assume that I guess the sharks did? Yeah. That they, like, came up through the wet dock in the bottom and just, like, attacked the sub to dismantle it? Apparently. Like, they knew where it was kept. They knew it was important. And they knew what to do to make it not work anymore. Yeah. So <laughs> this is the greatest and most memorable moment of the movie mm-hmm. uh, by far. And there's an obvious reason why. And I just absolutely need to know your reaction to this scene, to what happens next. I had to pause the movie. (laughs) I I was so mad. (laughs) (laughs) Just like not even like so shocked or so. You were like, just like, God damn it. (laughs) It was it was a lot of emotions all at once. I got really wrapped up in Sam L's speech. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the point of the scene. Like, yeah, obviously it worked very well. You think sharks move fast? (laughs) Let me tell you about ice. Yeah. But he's like rallying everyone up. And I was like, yeah, this is. (laughs) this like this is great speech this is it's gonna rally the troops whatever and then i was writing a note i have no idea what i was writing it started (laughs) with not at all not at all how i don't i don't know where that was going until just no (laughs) sam l fuck i was not prepared for that in the slightest like in somewhere in my mind i knew that he was standing by the like yeah, yeah for the, the, wet, the wet dock and all yeah, that. Yeah, was not prepared for a shark to leap out <laughs> and grab him and just chomp him to bits. Drag him away and then a second shark roll up next to him and tear another chunk off of him underwater as yeah. they swim away. I was shocked at first and that's when I paused the movie so that I could have a moment to get over the shock and immediately into anger of are you fucking kidding me he was like the best character he was the best person among these guys like yeah Yeah. people killed each other whatever shit happened in the mountains like okay fine whatever that's just your backstory from a character like Carter was in jail whatever who cares right 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 are you fucking kidding me? You're going to kill off some Sam L. Like, and he's the most famous of all these guys. Oh, yeah. Like, what the hell? <laughs> oh, I'm still not over it. <laughs> I, I mean, in this, in a sense, it worked exactly perfectly. It did exactly what it wanted to do, which was to lead you into that false sense of security <laughs> where you're like, there's no way Sam L. I know. gets chomped in the middle of a speech. I know. I know. And so kudos to the movie for achieving that. But I am still pissed and not sure that I'm going to watch this movie again. I'm a, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be bitter about it oh, for man. the rest of my life. It's so fucking great. It's so wonderful. It's it's like it's 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 a move that is like so over the top. 
in its like fuck you mm-hmm. like person watching this movie of like where <laughs> you think this is going what's about to happen like that's what it sounds like your note was about to be about like oh man wasn't didn't see it going this way mm-hmm. like oh so now Sam L's gonna kind of take control of the group and lead everyone out of the facility like yeah that's what everyone thinks mm-hmm. the movie's about to become mm-hmm. and then it's just immediately nullified with like no not only does it does he not become the hero they don't even get to hear what his plan was yep. because it eats him mid plan so they can't even pull off the plan he was thinking of mm-hmm. so everything that was about to happen is not happening anymore yeah <laughs> And it just has, they just have to make it up as they go along now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that that's like wonderfully B movie silliness where it doesn't really care about like, you know, following yeah. following <laughs> on a through line or something or like, oh, this guy, he's supposed to have an arc where at the end he learns to be a better man. And this and it's like, no, no, no. Shark eats him. <laughs> it's just over. Moving on. Love it to death. <laughs> Uh, and yeah. then they that's when Scoggins talks about how there's the, the ladder shaft that they could possibly climb up mm-hmm. or they might drown themselves <laughs> by flooding the facility more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they they almost do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why it waited. I don't know the physics of things or whatever, because they were talking about how, like, if, when we open this door, if the pressure isn't right, the wet dock over there is just going <clears> to <throat> come in and flood the facility because the pressure's all fucked up. And they're like, well, we got no other choice. There's really nothing else we could do. Mm-hmm. And they open the door to the ladder thing, and it's like, okay. Well, it looks like, and then it goes like, and the water starts flooding in and gives them a chance to get in and mm-hmm. close the door again. But you'd think it would have been immediate. It would have been like, pull it, and then, oh, fuck, we fucked it up. But it gives them, the yeah. movie at least gives them yeah. the chance. The movie physics. Yeah, so that they have a chance to get into the shaft and close the door behind them again, locking the ocean out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so funny it's, to me. So much of this movie is just running from water. Oh, yeah. Very rarely is there a shark in that water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the shark shows up later to clean up the mess. Yeah, it's like, oh, there might be a shark in the water, so the water's bad. Yeah, Run exactly. from water. Like, too bad you're <laughs> underwater. Uh, so they go up through the shaft. Uh, everything goes fairly uh, decently, except for Jan, who gets a, a, a pretty harrowing little death mm-hmm. scene there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, when she just goes under, you're like, it seems like they might leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> like, with her character and how sad she's been and, mm-hmm. you know, like, trying to maybe not rub it in too hard, like, of having her also have a horrible death. But the fact that it pops back out of the water with her in its mouth and she, like, gets her hands on Carter's hands, like, save me for the love of God. Yeah. And then she gets pulled back down into the water and there's, like, red and all that kind of, And you're just like, oh, okay, no, that was pretty yeah. horrifying. Similar to that fucking uh, Owen Wilson thing. In Anaconda, <laughs> where it's like once you're pulled under by something, the last thing you truly want is the ability to come up one last time to be like, maybe sit. No. Oh, fuck. And yeah. then go back down. <laughs> like That sucks. Yeah. Uh, so she gets it. That leaves us with just uh, Carter, Dr. Susan, Scoggins, <laughs> such a silly name, Scoggins, and LL Cool J. Mm-hmm. Uh so everything is flooded. There's nowhere to go uh, except Scoggins comes up with some plan about like, oh, we could drain one stairwell that we could run up and, and get out of here. Yeah. But we'd have to swim back down into that main lab and flip some switches and shit uh-huh. in order to do that. Yeah. So he and Carter 
are going to go do that. And he has one of my favorite lines. The delivery and performance of it is perfect. When he says, he looks at LL Cool J and goes, preach. And then he does a little like dainty little turn. Will you sit me up? Yes. Yes, that's <laughs> right. I did love that. <laughs> it's funny. Like the movie hints that there's this like long, longer uh, friendship Mm-hmm. Between like Scoggins and Preach, which sucks that they only come together like here at this moment, and then they immediately split up and never share the screen again. Mm-hmm. And it's just or like see oh, each other again. Yeah, like it's just a bummer <laughs> that like we don't get more interactions between them. Mm-hmm. Kind of sucks. Uh, so they swim down there, the two of them, Scoggins and Carter, to go fix this shit. Scoggins goes down and does his thing because Carter's apparently too dumb to flip a couple of switches. Like, it's not no, even he that he has to... move. There was something oh, in right, front of, right, the, right. of the panel. Yeah, there was a thing in front of it. Uh, but they turn the things on and everything seems A-OK until mm-hmm. a shark shows up and just fucking fucks up mm-hmm. Scoggins mm-hmm. and, like, mashes him into the thing mm-hmm. to apparently destroy it and fuck up their plan. Is that right? That's yeah. what happened there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just making sure because I was always wondering, like, did the shark do that just because it hates him? And it was a side effect yeah. that it broke the thing, but it seems like that was the purpose and also to kill him. Yeah. Uh, he gets it so bad that he like falls to pieces and just his leg is like twitching there. Mm-hmm. And it was like, fuck. Yeah. He seemed like a nice guy. <laughs> Why did he I get it so bad? Was also very pissed about this. Yeah, that was not a fun one. I love Michael Rappaport. Like uh-huh. his acting, like is yeah, I, I think, I think he's, hilarious. he's great. <laughs> and this movie happened. <laughs> uh, and then it chases Carter, because Carter now, obviously, you know, he has to try to escape. Uh, I loved the fact that the shark swam down the stairs mm-hmm. in that completely flooded room. It's like, why would you use the stairs? You mm-hmm. just swim over them towards him. Why would you swim downstairs? What the fuck? Because it looks funny. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I- and in the meantime, Susan is risking her life to go get some data mm-hmm. from, from wow. a lab. Well, Preach finds the camcorder. Oh, yeah, Jan's camera. Mm-hmm. And is leaving his his legacy, <laughs> yeah. on, which is cooking advice. Yeah, it's the greatest I omelet. loved it. Yeah, that was wonderful. He's oh. like, the world's greatest omelet is made with two eggs, not three. Amateurs will add milk for density. This is a mistake. <laughs> and then it cuts <laughs> away. And it's like, I wish there was an entire, mm-hmm. I would love to, I would watch that, the yeah. whole video of his legacy. That'd be hysterical. Yeah, and then I would try and make that omelet. <laughs> totally, totally. Uh, that is pretty hysterical. But so she goes to the lab to try to fucking uh, do her shit. And she goes uh, to her room. Or, yeah, she goes to her room to get the data back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the shark model spooks her in the water. <laughs> and you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, it's not a shark. Yeah. And then the shark shows up. Yeah. And, uh, and she like questions it at first. And then yeah. the tail comes up and yeah, moves. And, like, and that, that's how yeah. she knows it's a l- real shark. <laughs> is that my other shark model? Like how many fucking shark models are in this room, lady? Eight. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the shark comes after her truthfully. And this is just something to mention about the entire movie. Uh, the CGI shark shit, eh, mm. not great. 1999, mm. blah, blah, whatever. Uh, animatronic shark shit in this movie. Absolutely fucking awesome. Loved every moment of it. I thought they looked great. Yeah. Every single time it was like a real shark in the shot and shit. Mm-hmm. Always looked cool to me. Like they, they're stylized. Yeah. Clearly in that way, like those like snaggly teeth mm-hmm. seem super stylized to make them look evil and yeah. shit. Uh, but uh, other than that, they look like real fucking sharks. It's yeah. pretty damn good. Yeah. They might not move exactly like a shark would, but they look really good, which is like 
something I read that the production kind of like specifically wanted to do because they're like, okay, look, Jaws exists and Jaws will never be topped. Jaws is Jaws. Right. But Jaws is Jaws because their shark didn't work. So they shot around it and they made it, you know, more intense by doing this and, you know, POV and, you know, not a lot of shark shit. Mm -hmm. So now we have these sharks and they work fucking perfectly and they look awesome. So we're going to use them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to show you our shark because they fucking rock and they (laughs) work, you know, and and taking it in such a different direction, you know, until I mentioned it right now. It's like, I'm sure you probably never even thought of Jaws while watching this movie because they're so vastly different. Yeah. That they can both exist. At the very beginning that opening yeah. boat scene I was like yeah that, right, that, that, right. that's pretty Jawsy uh, yeah. but like in general though you don't really ever think like oh yeah man that's like Jaws it's like no they're totally no. totally different mm-hmm. kinds of movies which is actually like kind of an accomplishment for this one yeah that it can kind of exist on its own in a really niche subgenre <laughs> that is dominated by like one of the best movies of all time <laughs> you know what I mean like that's that's actually pretty successful yeah to be able to be remembered as well yeah like there's Jaws also there was that Deep Blue Sea movie like we'll take it yeah <laughs> you know like that's good enough pretty good uh they uh she doesn't actually get her data either mm-hmm. it winds up being destroyed but she does kill the second shark in the process using yes. Uh, like an electrical wire and shit. Yes. Uh, I read somewhere that people were talking about how like the sharks died the way the Jaws sharks do in the movies. And it's like, no, they don't. (laughs) They almost do, but they really don't. Like the first one blows up from a gas explosion. That's not the same as shooting a tank, like a pressurized air tank in its mouth to blow it up. Right. Very different stuff. Yes. Uh, The electrical death. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That is how they do it in the second one. Just different Uh, wiring. Yeah, exactly. But in the third one, I'm pretty certain they use a grenade in its mouth to blow it up in Jaws 3D. (laughs) So there's no grenades in mouths in this movie. So it's like, that's all just wrong. Yeah. Uh, But I did think of Jaws 2, like another movie we did on this show Mm -hmm. where they use the electricity to kill the shark and they do the same to this one. Mm -hmm. So two sharks down. That's actually a, a line from LL Cool J's shark prayer before they... Like, uh, yeah. they, they go into the ocean to try to make a run for it, yeah. essentially, uh, to end the movie in the big, like, climax finale. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he has that silly prayer. That he says, two sharks down, one demon fish to go. <laughs> I thought that was just so funny. Uh, and they, they like, they shoot out, what are the, the like, fire extinguishers or something with mm-hmm. them? To distract the sharks. Yeah, with orange life vests so that they, like, go up towards the surface. And they see the color and Mm -hmm. they go for them instead of the people. Mm -hmm. And they get back to, you know, like, on Aquatica, on the surface of it. But Preach gets taken. One of the sharks gets him. Mm -hmm. It almost eats him. Mm -hmm. But he stabs it in the eye with a crucifix. Yep. And it lets him go. Yep. And it was like, well, at least there's that. (laughs) Like, at least it doesn't also eat LL Cool J. I specifically wrote... Oh, please let him live. I mean, <laughs> he'd be dead, but we can pretend that he would have lived. <laughs> yeah, right. Like it's uh, like I mentioned last week about like, don't put your characters in a fatal position if you're not going to fucking kill them. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty fatal position being literally in a shark's mouth. Mm-hmm. But at least he did something to escape. And it yes. wasn't just like a complete like and it let him go for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, no, he stabbed it in the eyeball. It was mm-hmm. pretty mad about that. Yeah. Um, And then another goddamn blood bait hand cut which like obviously it doesn't matter for her moments later because the sharks devour her so she's whatever Mm -hmm. but it's like you're about to leap into salt water Mm -hmm. and you've just slashed a huge gash on your hand you need to swim and then also climb out yeah 
Like, why would you cut your hand? Yeah. Like, cut, like, your leg or something. Yeah, your calf. Yeah, And then something. you can just dangle your leg in the water. Exactly. Or even just drop it. Like, just mm. drop the drops into the water. Like, I don't mm. know, man. Terrible, terrible plan. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of funny that she was originally supposed to survive it because it's like, no, yeah, it seems like she dies because she has a terrible plan. Yeah. Whereas, like, she cuts herself and jumps in the water. And swims, like... 30 yeah, feet towards out. it and then turns around to try to come back. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of hysterical that she ever made it. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and it just makes the most sense that she does, in fact, <laughs> then get torn apart. By, I'm so <laughs> by glad. The shark. Oh, my God. Uh, and the fact that it like chomps her, it like shakes her around, rips her into pieces and like chomp, chomp. And she's gone. Yeah. Like two full bites. on. I have eaten her completely. Mm -hmm. uh, and she's out of the picture. And that's pretty funny to me. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so the whole thing though, is that her and Tom Jane had made a plan where they fill up this flare or they fill up a harpoon mm -hmm. with a bunch of dynamite powder, mm -hmm. black powder, whatever from flares that they had. Yeah. They like open the flares, pour it all into the harpoon and give it like uh, a little uh, wire to try to send the electricity through that would ignite it and explode it. Mm -hmm. And it's basically a bomb. Mm -hmm. So he's going to shoot it at the shark, hit the shark, blow it up. Mm -hmm. That obviously doesn't happen because he falls into the water. Like, that's the whole thing is that he's in the water. She has to distract it. He's not near the gun anymore. The shark comes at him. He catches it and is riding it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, fuck, now what? Yeah. Like, oh, God. <laughs> and the whole time, Preach has just been kind of sitting up because he's like injured and shit. He was just in a shark's mouth. Yeah. So he's just like sitting out. And he wasn't hanging out with them. Right. He wasn't in the room when they went over the plan. Yeah. So when he like wakes up and just sort of like wanders into the thing and like looks down and is like, harpoon gun, car battery. Oh, I got this. Yeah. And he just fucking grabs the gun and like starts aiming for it. And he just, he just knows what they were doing. I mean. And he knows to shoot it. Like. It's just so funny to me that he's just, he just like literally just gives it one quick glance at like the things in front of him. And he's like, oh, I understand exactly what we're doing here. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty straightforward. But I mean, if he doesn't know that there's dynamite in there, what would he think that the car battery is for? It's like, what am I going to do? Am I going to shock this shark? Is that even going to work? What was the plan here? Like if he <laughs> fires it and then Tom Jane's like, what are you doing? And then it's like, oh no. Oh, geez. <laughs> so it seems crazy that he takes it upon himself yeah, <laughs> to, I mean, to, to make the plan that he doesn't know is happening happen. Desperate times. I guess. <laughs> uh, but he does, in fact, shoot the harpoon at the shark. Mm -hmm. He gets it in the shark. He also gets it in Tom Jane's leg. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Always loved that. Yeah. It's no less funny that the movie points it out later. But yeah. it is hysterical that, like, this whole shark... And you hit Tom Jane in the leg. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing? And thankfully, in a move that you feel like would shred his leg mm -hmm. and possibly just kill him outright, uh, the shark swims through the hole in the fence. Mm -hmm. Tom Jane catches onto the fence and the shark swimming rips the harpoon out of Tom Jane. Yeah. But leaves it in the shark. Yeah. For one, the fact that it was through the shark's fin made it seem like it would stick in Tom Jane more than it would stick in the shark. Mm -hmm. And that the shark would just rip Tom Jane off of himself yeah. and swim away to safety. But it works the other way, apparently. Because movies. Yeah, and it sticks in the shark and just rips the harpoon out of his leg. 
which since it's, you know, since it's not like a let's do it real quick and in a way that we know what we're doing, it was just violently torn out <laughs> by a wild animal. Uh, you think he'd be way more hurt than he winds up being. But he's not very hurt at all. <laughs> and he swims back to the shore. Well, I mean, then Preach, obviously, does what he has to do. Yeah. Attaches the wire to the battery thing. You get that wonderful, like, action movie, like, zzz, like sound effect. <laughs> and then the of the, like, bloody shark chunks yeah. exploding out in the ocean. Because it's like, technically, it had gotten to freedom. But... It still exploded and died. Oh, yeah. And they killed all the sharks <laughs> and they're hanging out on the like dock or whatever, part of the aquatica that's still above water. Mm -hmm. And Tom Jane gets the the great 45 foot shark and you hit me. <laughs> like, great, wonderful line there. Uh, I loved also the bit where LL's like, take me back to the ghetto. Yeah. And Tom Jane's like, amen. <laughs> like, what? What are you talking about? What the fuck? I mean, I guess <laughs> just that the ghetto's got to be better than yeah, that. Than, than sharks, I guess. It's just so funny. Like, what do you know about that, Tom Jane? Uh, and they see the rest of the crew. Yeah. Like the Monday morning crew showing up on a boat just sort of waving at them. Yeah. And you'd think there'd be, like, panic. Uh-huh. You'd think they'd be running around with their hands on their heads screaming because fucking Aquatica is sinking. There was just an explosion, mm -hmm. and a bunch of stuff is on fire. Mm -hmm. But they're showing up like, And hey, there's guys. only two people. <clears throat> yeah. And they're just like, hey, guys, it's Monday, right? Mondays, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Oh, my God, guys. Like, they are about to wander into something horrific. Uh -huh. Like, if it had been, like, a rescue boat, yeah. then I think I would have taken it better. But the fact that it's just, like, people showing up for work, yeah. not realizing <laughs> that work is on fire. Yeah. <laughs> like, you'd think they would have picked up on that a little yeah. bit ago. Work is simultaneously flooding and on fire. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's a big one. <clears throat> and, and then it's over, and then we are graced with deepest, bluest... By, uh, by LL Cool J, uh, which is so silly, but also like you just you have to you feel like he had to have been. Oh, yeah. Like totally knowing how silly this song was. Mm, oh, absolutely. Deepest, bluest. My hat is like a shark's fin. Yeah. Like there's there's not a part of him that was like, this is going to be cool. Yeah. Like real cool. Like ironic, silly, cool. Yes. But not like. Hit song. Yeah. People are going to be all about this, talking about their hats like shark fins. Like, no, no, no. This is the silliest thing I ever heard in my life. Like, oh, my God. But it's, it's, uh, God damn. What a fucking movie. Yeah. What, my a, what a perfect, perfect monster movie. My final note about it was just what an environmental disaster. <laughs> You, like, just, you mean the the sharks escaping, or do you mean the movie? I was speaking more about the destruction of that facility. Oh, and like all that wreckage and shit sinking into the water. And mm -hmm. Plus whatever that. like medical shit they had in there. The like generators. There was probably like fuel for generators oh, yeah, and sure. shit like that. And yeah, probably nothing like, good. Not great for the wildlife in that area. <laughs> I mean, great that there's not now three demon sharks that's going to just try and kill everything. Very true. Very true. But, yeah, <laughs> not fun. I also did note that I'm very glad that Preach made it and the doctor didn't. <laughs> yeah, right? Mm -hmm. It's a good little uh, switcheroo there at the end instead mm -hmm. of having the comic relief bite it and the girl make it yeah. do it the other way. It's like, get rid of her. He was funny. Yeah. 
but man, what a fucking monster movie. What a what a creature feature and uh what a perfect way to end it in my opinion with yeah. just like it's so balls to the wall ridiculous. Uh it's full of wonderful people. It's full of like truly shocking moments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it is it has earned its place in the like ridiculous movie pantheon. Yeah. Like it's not a good movie. No. <clears throat> it's not. I mean, it's like a perfectly it's... competently made movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's like n- not even horribly acted either. It's not mm-hmm. even like it's a bunch of really wooden, oh no, the sharks. <laughs> like everyone does their job. Yeah. It's just that the, the premise uh-huh. is so inherently silly uh-huh. that there's no other way to pull it off <laughs> than to just be like, yeah, this movie's fucking ridiculous. Let's just, we, you have to lean into it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, boy. But uh, I think that is going to wrap it up for Popcorn for Dinner for this week and this month for Creature Feature Month. What uh, what a ride it's been. What yes. a bunch of goofy-ass fucking movies it's been. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, but this is Jeff. And Kelly. He's pissing into the wind. How brilliant can he be? Yeah.